You know, especially here, I think in America, even within the church, I mean, there are some things that I think are good to think about. You know, I remember years ago, a guy that I worked with, when my family had a gas station, and I had my Bible and I had put it on the ground, uh, or on the, no, it was on the seat of a chair, in fact, and he comes, comes and he picks it up. He was a Muslim guy, and he goes, mm. you don't ever do that. This is like something sacred. You don't put it on a seat where people sit, you know, kind of mm. thing. And so, yeah, you have all kinds of things like that. In the Arab culture, yeah, showing your, showing your shoe to someone or turning your back is like major taboo. I couldn't imagine. So anyways, <laughs> as he turns his back. Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Oh, how I wish that I knew why. For I have searched and searched around, and still no answer has been found. So day and night, and night and day, I pray and ask, and ask and pray. In anguish and pain, I loudly cry, why? Why did such a style of kids walking around with their pants pulled down to their knees ever exist. I mean, seriously, guys, I, I'm, I'm trying to find that's some... Not a, that's not like a thing anymore, though, is it? Uh, it? It still is to some degree, but not... I, I don't think what it was. But you guys you guys know what I'm talking about. Hate pants it. on the ground, pants on yeah, the ground. Yeah, remember that guy, Ray? Oh, yes, that was terrific. <laughs> that was amazing. It was like a little redemption. Was that American of... Idol? or I don't remember what that was from, but there was some guy. I think it was American Idol. He was an older guy, yeah. and, and he made up this song. Remember? Pants on the ground, pants on the ground. Looking like a fool with your pants on your ground. Pants on the Do you all of these styles start in a form of a form of practicality and they become in excess of style. So for example, baggy pants, one of two things, either lower income communities, you wore your hand-me-downs, right? Your, your older brother's hand-me-downs. And so you would get baggy pants and, or in other communities, you wore baggy clothes to hide weapons. But then, like that becomes popularized in pop culture, and is that really the are, history? That, that's really Seriously? the history. And then kids start wearing baggy pants because, like, oh, it's cool. Okay, but in my mind, the way I I viewed this was it was some cruel joke <laughs> that some some celebrities or some player were like, hey, let's do this and watch all these stupid kids are gonna start doing it. Or let's put out let's put out jeans with holes in. <laughs> that reminds me of like the big yeah. red boots. Have you seen those? I don't think that's so. the new thing. What are those called? The big giant red boots that people are wearing now. They look like I'm going to take a picture. Big I'm gonna red pull a picture. boots. Have you seen them? Mark? You've big not seen one? this. Oh <laughs> man, guys, this is okay. Real. But here's my thing though with the pants on the ground thing. Like, okay, back when I was in, a teenager, I got into the, the gang scene for a little bit and you know, the rap scene back then and bags, pants were baggy and stuff like that. And you would, they called it sag. He's sagging. You would sag a little bit, right? Like maybe it's, you know, it's on your waist, but just barely. <laughs> Stop, Oscar! Those are <laughs> no way. That's Easy. real. Are they serious? <laughs> what in the world? So, explain, ex- okay. describe what's going on. <laughs> I don't understand. Look at this. Is uh, it's from at Disney. the Lakers game? Isn't that from Disney? <laughs> okay, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I knew you weren't. That's why okay, I was so excited. Is, to they show are you. red UGG boots. They're UGG boots that have gone red. They're beyond UGG red. These are like out of some cartoon or something. What? Yeah. What? There's big, <laughs> the saggy pants with the boots. No. 
<laughs> this is another joke being played on this sad generation. This is real. Oh, I wish our friends. So they're could like see Ugg, that. Ugg boots, but they're shiny and they're red. But they're like three times. They're like ski boots, but bigger. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. It's so funny. Uh, anyway, so you, you wouldn't wear that. <laughs> <laughs> They're not real, Oscar. I am telling you, <laughs> this is a thing right now. Which means you're going to show up with them eventually. Do you know what? You know what the, gum, the thing gum is, boots? mine are at the dry cleaners right now. Gum boots? <laughs> do you know what a gum boot is? Yeah, those are you wearing the rain. Yeah, it's like they're on steroids. Yeah, like silly. Uh, Listener, if you don't know what we're laughing at, if you just go to Google and type big red boots, (laughs) that's all you need to do, and you'll see it's a new vibe, and uh, I've ordered mine. They're in the mail. I'll let you know how comfortable they are when they get here. You just see my head sticking out the top. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You just pop pop some holes on the sides. You'd have some arms, and then, yeah. It's an old woman that lived in a shoe. Uh, yeah. Anyway, back to the pants, pants on the ground. So the thing that I don't understand about that is why anyone would intentionally make themselves walk like a penguin, <laughs> because that's basically what's happening. Oh, like a penguin? Penguin, because their pants are below their bottom, some of these kids. But isn't it, isn't it just a sign of rebellion? I'm going to get as close as I can to being... It's uh, it's a sign of stupidity. There's yeah. what, what kind of comfort and practicality is bring there my in that? name into it. And you, I lo- and you've I never I've... seen the way Ray. Uh, I mean, Mark dresses on the weekend, huh? <laughs> oh, you do on the ground, the Mark. But you know, it's like I remember. I think I saw a video once where this kid had stolen something. He's trying to run away. From the cops, yeah, crazy. Anyway, friends, some things are just stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't get into what Oscar wears. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll move right I push, along. I push the I push the line every now. Yeah, and uh, but what I what fascinates me more than anything is like people tripping over lights, but like bright lights. <laughs> what? Like big long bright lights? Does Oscar doesn't right? know anything about in this. front of you. But no one would like. Would anyone do that? Right? Yes, somebody would do that. <laughs> would anyone? Do it was that, right? the humiliating thing wasn't tripping over the lights. <gasps> the humiliating thing was having you right behind me, because we go out on stage. I don't know how many people are there, but I made sure I sit nicely. You don't mm-hmm. slouch. When I was asked a question, I asked nicely, and when I left the stage, I exited nicely and tripped over these stupid lights. Did this happen and last I, night? It happened last night. No, yeah. it's not stupid lights. This thing's probably like three feet long, bright, shining light. Yes, I didn't see them. It says, go around me, or, <laughs> or if you must, step over me. <laughs> not really covered. Well, you got to remember, yeah. stepping over for me is a bigger thing than stepping <laughs> over for like most. Yeah, it was like a hurdle, and I just hit the top of the hurdle. You jumped over it. But I, I really am a doofus. The last time you guys mocked me because my iPad fell down just in three programs, one off the other. Yeah, I had a 20-minute break, had to go home, and I smashed a glass while having lunch. Perfect. And I thought, my whole life is just stupid. Yeah. Behold the Lord's anointed. Yeah, can, can you explain that, Mark? Because you've well, said Every time years. Ray has messed up, which is like three times a day doing something... Um, I've thought to my head, I go, how is this person used by alive? And so it, <laughs> yeah, and alive. It, it evolved and morphed into, huh, behold, the Lord's anointed. <laughs> not not many wives are chosen. Yeah. Well, it's what Samuel said, right? About David. When what do you mean not many wives are chosen? Yeah. Oh. Just but, real quick, because it is Easy's birthday. What size, uh, what size are you, Easy? <laughs> <laughs> You know, that reminds me of like something out of uh, Wallace and Gromit. How or much something. are Yeah, this Wallace and Gromit. How much are they? Right? Take a guess. 390 bucks. You 20. saw it. 350 bucks. Okay. You You're know what, kidding. man? What a I, I've seen the zenith of stupidity, the, the pinnacle, the. 
Oh, whatever. I'm um, gonna show up tomorrow. But Ray, to Ray, when you were walking toward that, <laughs> sorry, I thought we not. thought we changed. No, no, we're not done with the light. <laughs> when you're walking toward that light, like what was what was going on? It was like that's just what's happening in his brain at all times. So you're marking the way New Zealanders answer the phone and talk on the phone. What were you thinking? I was thinking to myself. Um, there's some lights there. I mustn't, <laughs> <laughs> mustn't. No, I don't know where I was. I was just oh. thinking deeply about something like I'm going home now. Yeah, exactly. I want to eat some cereal and I'll get home. So you leave seeing my wife here. I mean, full confession, as I walked towards those lights myself, I saw them and I went, wow, those are unusual lights. But I paused like any <laughs> sane person like would Like a do. normal person would. And I looked at it and I go, oh, I almost ran into that. <laughs> Good thing I'm in the moment, thinking through ramifications yeah. if I were to just continue on blindlessly, like three blind mice. Yeah, Ray's never in the moment. Do you remember what my dad said to me when I was about nine or ten? Hmm. Remember that? He said, well, you, you don't think. He says, you don't think. And you know what that did to a nine or ten-year-old? Hmm. Kept you from ever thinking again. No, yeah, it didn't do anything because don't think. <laughs> <laughs> just carried true. on. That's true. Yeah, Ray, you're just going to be like this forever. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> our friend Eric. Eric uh, and his wife Charity were here. Shout out to you guys. We had such a great time with you here yes, at the ministry. Did. Thanks for visiting. But yeah. Over he, lunch, they tested me. Yeah, he tested you and he didn't. Because he had, he had sent me a message before and said, can you ever get Ray to not say amen after you say forever? I mean. Ah, I tried there again. It didn't work. <laughs> so you tried it and it failed. Happen. All right, friends. Here's a comment for you. My dear brethren in Christ, I've only been saved for a little over a year, and Living Waters, both the podcast and YouTube videos, have helped me in my walk with Christ in so many ways. The podcast is so good. The perfect amount of humor makes it lighthearted, even when discussing serious topics. I absolutely love it. I always feel energized, enlightened, and refreshed after listening. I pray that you four will be able to continue making episodes for many years to come. Thank you all for everything you've done. And easy, even though you may annoy your co-host the whole time. Oh, no, it just left. Nah, praise the uh, Lord. Answer the prayer. Oscar, you didn't set it on uh, whatever you call it's it. It's not my me. job. That's, that's your that fault. That automatic it's your dis- computer. It's your that, fault. That automatically disappeared by itself. I thought it was a permanent function. <laughs> this is obviously a miracle. Yeah. Um, and easy. Even though you may annoy your co-hosts the whole time, never stop. It's so funny. And I know deep down all three of them love it. Yes, even Oscar. Again, thank you, and I can't wait for the next episode. Your brother in Christ, Jack Edmiston. Oh, thank, thank you, Jack. Jack. Thank you, Jack. Did you take care of it, Oscar? Yeah, thank you, Jack. Merci Jack. beaucoup. Jack, thank you, brother. That means a lot. Uh, very encouraging. He must feel good. His name was mentioned five times in 11 yeah. seconds. Because yeah, it's Jack, the Jack. one we can Jack, say Jack, correctly. Jack. That's actually <laughs> a cool Jack, Jack, name. Jack, I should have named one of my kids. Jack, 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 Jack. I do like the name. Jack, Jack, Jack. Jack, 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 Jack. I'm sorry. There you go, Jack. Yeah, Jack Hibbs, we apologize. All right, friends. This podcast is brought to you by My Comfort is Jesus Devotional. The devotional that I, your humble Arab host, and Inspired. Was it my fault, Ray? Yes. Yeah, because Ray uh, couldn't just do 365. He needed to do 7.30. <laughs> Morning and evening. That's 730 readings, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe you actually It was a that, mountain, right? seriously. Was that one of the most strenuous things you've worked on? It wasn't strenuous. The strenuous thing is when I wrote four books at the same time and all the editors came back and it really stressed me. And one of the books was about overcoming stress. Ah, it was just it, it made me not want to ever write a book again. It was yeah. a dumb thing to do. Unreal, Ray. Are you, you write a book about it? Ray, are you writing a book? 
I decided to. Yeah, right. And, and I think it was on the podcast you said you were never going to, and I told people you would. We both said. We yeah. both stopped him in his So yeah. I couldn't make you liars. I had to do what yeah. I said. <laughs> you did it to serve us. Uh-huh. Merci. Thank you. That's a, Merci humble, beaucoup. that's a humble heart. All right, friends, don't forget the Living Waters mug and the Evidence Study Bible, all at livingwaters.com. All right, today, friends, uh, we are dealing with how to honor God through good etiquette. There's none good, not one. Yeah. Etiquette sounds like what Mark would do with a cat. <laughs> eat a cat? <laughs> eat a cat. Oh. Eat a cat. <laughs> I love cats. Yeah, can't I eat really, a really love cats. <laughs> Mark, one day you will eat a whole one. I know you will. Oh, did you see that meme where the, the guy had or invited people over to his house for a barbecue and then he arranged the chicken on oh, the Oh, yes. You did you send that? Like you sent that. disgusting. So oh, funny. That was brilliant, actually. Yeah. Yeah, why can't we eat cats? We don't. No, 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 no. Wait, to all our lady listeners, I'm really sorry the subject came up. Cats are really nice. Uh, sure, <laughs> you're holding back from Zane, right? Can't eat a whole one. All right, friends. Yeah, look, guys. Uh, we we did our previous uh, podcast episode on what it means to be a godly gentleman. And I talked in that about how there's obviously some crossover. We're talking about etiquette. Of course, there's etiquette involved in being godly gentlemen. But I want to hone in. And I want to get practical. And maybe some of you are saying, ah, come on, guys. You guys deep, deal with a lot of deep stuff with your camera. This is deep. Because again, everything ties into our representation of Christ. Right? Shouldn't you define etiquette before we go any further? You probably had it sitting there ready to be defined, but I et think it's... with... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, here is the definition of etiquette from... Uh, the British School of Excellence. Yeah. You have to go to the British when you're talking about yeah. excellence, right? So That's true. Yeah. Jolly good show, chap. Etiquette is important because it establishes a set of social norms and expectations that help individuals interact with each other in a respectful, considerate, and appropriate manner. Etiquette provides a framework for courteous and respectful behavior, which can help prevent misunderstandings, conflicts, and social awkwardness. It also creates a sense of decorum and professionalism in social and professional settings. Having good etiquette shows respect for others and their cultures, values, and beliefs. By being mindful of others' feelings, beliefs, and expectations, we can create more positive and harmonious relationships. In other words, don't have your mouth open when you eat. Yeah, don't be a buffoon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Real quick. Laura called. She wants to know what, what happened to the front door rug. Oh, you're wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Oscar. Let's not get into what you wear. <laughs> what did our pastor say, Mark, to Oscar when he came by here? We love to give things away. We love to give things away. And that's why we will do that every single day here on the Living Waters Podcast. That's right, friends. We're giving away goodies for those of you who go to livingwaters.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form. We are giving 10, believe it or not, 10 different people each week goodies from Living Waters, $100 value for each box. You'll get tracts and books and the podcast mug and all kinds of good things. So make sure to participate at livingwaters.com forward slash podcast. And make sure to listen to the very end of the podcast where you will hear the announcement of the winners every week. What are you wearing? <laughs> and where where are the rest of your pants? Because <laughs> oh. of Oscar's waiters. But in all due respect, he looks like he a mannequin from Men's Warehouse. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Franz, etiquette is important because it, it relates to our witness. You know, there's so many 
people in our culture today that are negligent mm. of this sort of thing. I mean, especially young people today. Man, we need to we need to step out of ourselves, and we need to recognize that it's more than just about us. And look, we all practice some form of etiquette, good or bad. It's a part of all of our lives, and I think most of us will realize when we think about it, that we, we do incorporate more etiquette than we realize we're incorporating because we just don't realize, oh, that's, that's etiquette. That's, uh, that's a respectful norm within a culture that helps to enhance relationships, helps to convey respect, and helps to you know, allow there to be really the basis for, I think, healthy interaction. That's good. Yeah, I, you know, something that you brought up in a podcast or two ago is the reality of context and culture. And I love that the definition you used pays attention to that reality, context and culture, because etiquette is going to change based on the cultural settings that you're in. Yeah, My grandma... So is it okay in a certain context to yawn with your mouth, not cover your mouth when you yawn, or eat with your mouth... Well, Ray, or is there certain things... Well, let are... me say this. Sorry, then we'll get back to Oscar. But, but Ray, you and I have joked about this a lot. You remember Ben-Hur... The yes, Arab, the, the Arab belch. sheik. Yeah. Yeah, the belch. Like, you know, that, and that. I knew you'd bring that up. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> I brought, that, had to get that off my chest. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we talked about how, you know, that was like a sign. He's like going to Ben-Hur, like, come on, you know, yeah. come on. Like, oh, uh, and it shows. Is, is that, that is genuine? There, there are just, some not cultures. Just Hollywood? I, I don't think, I, you know, I don't know if they do that in Lebanon, but I know it's not conveyed the way it is here mm. when someone does that at a dinner table in you know in, in different cultures but there are there are things like that where in one culture it's offensive and in another it may not be i'll give you a prime example hmm. uh, and i remember this from my from my human geography class soup is a prime example why do i say that it would be considered rude here in the united states if you picked up a bowl of soup and held it up to your face and started eating it people would be like what are you doing but do you do that at home? But in but in <laughs> but in Asian cultures, yeah. it's considered disrespectful to see food go into your mouth, and so they take the bowl and they hold it up to their mouths oh. so that you can't see food go into their mouth. Okay, so it's also, that why it's also it, practical. You no, know, I've seen that. Is that why? Like even sometimes with rice, I'll see Asians will hold it to their mouth and like it's in certain it Asian in. cultures. It's, Hang on, it's ask Gail. He's on the camera. Oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, come demonstrate for us. Yeah, right <laughs> thumbs up. He's giving us thumbs yeah, up. Yeah. So this is what I mean by we need to be culturally sensitive yeah. in the context that we're in. And I think in the, in, in the spirit of Paul saying, be all things to all people, we need to be self-aware enough to understand the cultural context that we're in and then respect the cultural precedence in the moment. Another prime example would be taking your shoes off in someone's house. Mm. To some people, that's nothing. To other people, that's a big and important thing. And yeah. it would be an honorable thing for you to do to respect the threshold of culture when you're in that moment. Well, it's a good so witness to the yeah. Lord. I was in uh, was it India or Uganda, I don't remember which, but I had crossed my legs and I had shown, as I was sitting there, and I showed the bottom of my shoe. Mm -hmm. And one of the persons came up to me and said, hey, you cannot show the bottom of your shoe. It's very disrespectful. No. And while you're at it, pick your Bible up off the ground because it's very disrespectful <laughs> to have your Bible My grandma was like that. Well, very you true. You used to leave your grandma on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. fall in and I can't get up. You know, especially here, I think in America, even within the church, I mean, there are some things that I think are good to think about. You know, I remember years ago, a guy that I worked with, when my family had a gas station and I had my Bible and I had put it on the ground uh, or on the, no, it was on the seat of a chair, in fact. 
And he comes, comes and he picks it up. He was a Muslim guy and he goes, mm. you don't ever do that. This is like something sacred. You don't put it on a seat where people sit, you know, kind of mm. thing. And so, yeah, you have all kinds of things like that. In the Arab culture, yeah, showing your, showing your shoe to someone or turning your back is like major taboo. I couldn't imagine. So anyways, <laughs> as he turns us we, back. I mean, where were we? We were in a place where, I think it was Africa again, where picking your nose is very normal. Yeah. And I'm like, did I'm you like, even have to talk about that? <laughs> Sorry to bring that out yeah. like that. But um, why I, did you pick that one? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, um, I, I was no, sent home from a church that I was. Uh, my nose attending. is gonna cheat. <laughs> <laughs> not kidding. Well, it's, uh, it's just let it go. <laughs> um, I, I was sent home because I was not clean shaven at a church, and the pastor wanted the guys to be completely clean shaven. Yeah. And it's also the same church where a pastor went up to me when I was there and he said, uh, take off your hat. You will not wear a hat inside the church service. Mm. I read this book by this missionary who was a graduate of a seminary locally here that the, that we would highly respect and esteem. Uh, he ended up going to India. And when he got there, he, to plant a church, he put his suit on, he custom built a pulpit for himself. He got on stage and he started preaching and and he noticed that people, that there was a conflict. And what he discovered was by putting the suit on, by standing like in that cultural context, it was rude and disrespectful. And mm. so he discovered that the way for him to reach this audience is to take the suit off. And this might sound odd, but to sit on the ground with them to teach because wise teachers in India sit on the ground. Wow. And so they, they perceived him as, as having greater wisdom if he sat humbly to teach from God's word well, rather than standing behind a pulpit. I, here's why it's important. Some people be like, how could you never st- sit when you're... But listen, cultural context yeah. is important. And the beautiful thing about the gospel is that while it never changes, no matter what the time, no matter what the culture, no matter what the people or the place, it does in a way incarnate in itself into our reality. God does that yeah. for us and we ought to be charitable in that way for us. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, you go first. Oh, no. No, no, I'm more humble. Go. Age before. Okay. Um, I preached in Connecticut and I preached in Hawaii. Totally different contexts. Yeah. And behind a pulpit in Hawaii, you can wear shorts and a colorful shirt. Mm. In Connecticut, you wear a suit. Because no. uh, you want to be all things to all men. But I learned something when I was about 14 years old that I've never forgotten, so I better not forget now. It was a program, um, this really well-to-do English woman, and she was talking about etiquette. And I'd never heard of the word before, and I was fascinated, so I, I watched it. And she talked about laying knives and forks out on a table. Mm. She talked about dressing up for a meal, what you should wear. And I, the thing I learned was that you dress, that what, how you dress is a sign of respect yeah. for the person who's hosting you. That's good. So if I was going to be invited to, to have dime with the King of England, I wouldn't go in my pajamas. Yeah. But I, you I, would go in your shorts. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, seriously, I would get, I'd go, I'd say, easy, could you come and help me pick out a suit and tie it and everything that matches that you think is, is classy because yeah. I'm dressing for the occasion. And I know that if someone comes here for a job interview and they're not wearing a suit, immediately think they don't, they don't really care. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, even when you watch uh, timepiece sort of uh, shows or movies, like back in the day, in the early 1800s, early 1900s even, uh, when they were... They would, people go to dinner, they would dress up, even in their own home, mm-hmm. they would mm-hmm. put on like tuxedo looking things. You know, it's like, what are you doing? You're just gonna have dinner in your house. But it was, you know, a sign of like, this is a significant occasion, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, one of the things that 
uh, has grieved me over the years. I'm from Lebanon. And so I think I have built into me cultural sensitivity because I came from another culture. I came to this culture. And, and, and so I'm able to notice differences in certain things and growing up and hearing my fam- family say, oh, that's offensive or what have you. But I, I've, I've honestly always found it a challenge to travel with a group of Americans to other countries. And they're loud. Well, yeah, they're loud. They're, oh, yeah, bro. Oh. Like, remember, I mean, honestly, when we, were going, when we did our Europe season, yeah. I kept having to tell our team, guys, calm down. I remember that. Remember, yeah. we would be on the trains and these, these more refined <laughs> Europeans, they would just all be looking at us. And then they'd look at each other knowingly, even though they didn't know each other like... Americans. Just because yeah. we're playing tennis in the carriage. <laughs> but yeah, we just like, we have this added, we have, I think, this sometimes unfortunate arrogance as Americans. Like we own the world and we walk around loud and doing and not being sensitive to others around us. Yeah. You know, and so, so I think what bothers me more than anything is not cultural faux pas. It's not people that, that you know, m- maybe don't understand etiquette. It's those who have the I don't care attitude. And especially Christians. I don't really care about that. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that we, we Can you give to, an example of something you've, you've witnessed other than that one, like here in the States where somebody who's got that sort of insensitivity to, to cultural precedence? Yeah. I mean, I think more than anything, it's, it's just that attitude that I mentioned of not caring enough to want to learn, mm. um, not caring enough to want to wanna even conform, like, oh, no, I don't know about that. That's, I don't like that. I don't, you know. You know, like you go to some countries and if a woman doesn't have something covering her hair, even like not necessarily Muslim countries, but in India, if women dress a certain way or if they show their legs or whatever, that's offensive. Mm-hmm. And you get some ladies that are just like, I don't care. You know, this is, I'm, no one's going to tell me what to do, that kind of attitude. And it's mm-hmm. like, hey, Paul became all things to all men. This would be a good context where we could look at that and say, hey, for the sake of the gospel. Yeah, I've watched you wearing your veil overseas and it's just so beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for unveiling that, Ray. <laughs> so yeah, so it's important. So here, here are some things that, that I want to look at, mm-hmm. some different etiquette stuff that I found online that I think, uh, I think is interesting. Use proper greetings. Yo, yo, what up? What it is, what it is. It is what it is. Yo, yo. Okay, always greet people with a smile and a hello. If you're not sure what to say, a simple hello, how are you, will suffice. When meeting someone for the first time, it's also important to introduce yourself and make eye contact with shaking hands, while shaking hands. Ray, you said something about this when it came to giving out tracts. Uh, you, you, you notice there was some time when someone wouldn't take it, and then you realize you forgot to greet them. That was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, was it Arnold? Yes. <laughs> I became starstruck, and I just went to give him a track, and he said, no. Oh. And I should have said, Arnold, I really like your movies, but that would have been a lie, because I'd never seen any of his movies, so <laughs> I didn't have anything to say. Yeah. But, but, but that's really important. If you, before you give someone a track, say good morning. And if it's afternoon, you could say Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> yes. And, and well, how about good night? Good night. But yeah, yeah sir, if you, could, if, you can, if you can greet someone, it breaks down a barrier in a split Absolutely. second. Yeah. You know, and it's got, it's got to be a warm. It's not like, good morning. Not like that. It's good yeah. morning. It's amazing how a warm greeting like that. I like to do make a top difference. of the morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheerio. Is it, is it so proper, though, to say, how form. are you when you aren't hanging around to see how they're doing? Well, I mean, the, question, the question is, is do you care, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that has become a form of a greeting. And I think we need to be careful too with what But words. it doesn't mean what it says. How are you? Well, I went to the dentist this morning and I drilled the dentist. <laughs> really Ray's hurt, worst yeah. nightmare. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, I have a, a good example of one that I learned. Let me see how you would respond. Yeah. You, uh, you're walking into a door. 
not the way Ray would walk into a door. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that Ray was trying to interrupt you yeah, just to tell say. that joke. Yeah. yeah. And you called him up before you. <laughs> not the way Ray would walk into a door. You're walking through a doorway. A doorway. Yeah. Be literal with Ray, please. And you open the door. And then you notice someone coming right behind you. And so you stop and you let them in and they say, thank you. Your response? If I pause and let someone go ahead of me? Yeah. So you open the door for them. They walk through and they say, thank you. What do you say? Just make sure you read your Bible. Playwaters.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. You're welcome. What should I say? Yeah, no. Well, I mean, just you're really. What, you're, you would say you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So Or I, sure. No problem. Or of course. Or. There you go. Okay, so I would say, of course. Of course, or, it's nice. Yeah. Yep. It or, really no is. Course. It's very nice. Right. So when I was, uh, I worked with the team in Europe, and they explained to me, when, when we say that over there, it sounds like when they say, thank you, you're saying, yep, you should be thankful for me. Hmm. Like, of yeah, when you of course. What? Really? You say, yep. Of course, like of course, you should be thankful to me. Oh. So to them, it's it sounds really rude. So the right way to respond for them is you're welcome. Wow. Wow. To me, I, I find I love your welcome, but of course, seems even warmer to me. I agree. Of yeah. course. Yeah. I, or absolutely. Yeah. Anything yeah. That, that expresses, you know, an emphatic type so, of, you know. So what's off, what is of course saying? Like I'm. Uh, this is the right thing I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. absolute. Like yeah. It's of course. The, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Define what's been naturally. That sounds like a good book title. <laughs> yeah. Naturally. Um, yes. You know, saying saying please and thank you. That may sound so simple, but. Um, please, please. <laughs> but you know, people. My, in fact, Rachel makes fun of me sometimes because we'll no. be texting and I'll say, I'll say thank you to her, you know, in my text or something. She'll respond, oh, thank you. I'm like, what? I'm being polite, you know? I don't know. Even in my emails, you guys may notice, I usually end with thank you. And sometimes it may be like, why is there a thank you there? But I just sense like we have to demonstrate to people that we're grateful. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think it gives, uh, it shows that we're not taking things for granted, even to those who may even report to us. You know, it's just, it's a sign of, of, of showing that you know, we want to be servants, mm. you know, and Humility. so. Wow, you've never said thank you to me. <laughs> You're welcome. That's, you know, <laughs> when, when I was, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what, Mark? When I was a server working in the restaurant business, nobody wanted to work on Sundays because Christians were the worst tippers. Ah, that is awful. It, it is. It's really, it's a bad reputation and it's a true reputation. Uh, I think it was Gandhi who said, I, I like your Christ, but not your Christianity. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we need to reflect Christ but you properly. Him. Yeah. Right? I mean, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Somebody said, we carry the reputation of Jesus with us, and our behavior affects the way others see him. Yeah. Right? And so when people look at us, when they see us, they really should see a mirrored reflection of Christ. They should see the character of Jesus. Amen. Um, Paul who traveled across many cultures and sharing the gospel and preaching Christ crucified, he said, I've become all things to all men so that I may, by all means, save some. We we need to be careful on how we convey Christ to a lost and dying world. Yeah, that's good. Amen, Mark. I love that. Yeah, and, you know, on that note, when it comes to etiquette in restaurants for Christians, look... And I'm talking about, you know, you're sitting down at a sit-down restaurant, and that's not necessarily there's a, a jar at a counter where someone, you know, rang you, your pressed two buttons to check you out with a cookie. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're, you're at a restaurant, you're spending a lot of time there. And I know sometimes a service may not be the best, but remember, you represent Christ. Mm-hmm. That person may just be on auto mode, and they, they, they don't do what's right, but, but you represent Christ and on so many 
on so many levels, it's important that we're careful with that, especially if you're, you're leaving a tract, which hopefully, if you listen to this podcast and follow our ministry, hopefully you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And so, so think about that and don't, don't let the moment of frustration, because I've been there, I've, trust me, I wanted to stiff a waiter or a waitress, but you have to think bigger. You got to think eternally. You, you, imagine that person somehow discovers you're a Christian or, or recognize you and knew you or someone in that restaurant they work with knew you or whatever, and they recognize you're a Christian. Imagine how much that would embitter them, especially when they, when they make noises from their throat on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Great I, comfort. Man, I love your passion in speaking about that. I, I think uh, one, most certainly your witness. And then two, you just don't, like, I think if we're really being honest in those moments, where we're being rude or disrespectful to somebody because we're not getting what we want in the moment. We have a high view of ourselves, Yeah, right? Like we think we are at the center of the universe. I'm the most important thing in the world right now. I don't think I've shared this on this podcast, but my little sister who um, passed away from suicide struggled with anxiety. I mean, she had full-blown anxiety attacks where it would leave her, you know, in the fetal position sweating and she couldn't mm. do anything. She couldn't get up anything at all. And at one point she learned that, you know, depression and anxiety causes her to isolate herself. And so she wanted to get a job in a place where she'd be in public so that she can enjoy the interaction with other people. And sometimes she would come home from work and she was so excited about, you know, oh, she worked at Disneyland. So she was so excited. Oh, you know, I was doing this and this little kid was so excited and blah, blah, blah. But then other times she would leave work just bawling, crying because Mm. someone was disrespectful or rude or um, just didn't recognize her image bearing qualities in the moment. And I bring this up to say, that one time I was actually on my way to the office and I was, you know, running kind of late for something. I stopped for a cup of coffee because there's always time for coffee. Hmm. Uh, and, um, and time to put creamer in it too, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, I, I get to the coffee shop and it's just taking forever oh, to man. get my coffee. And that was good. And uh, <laughs> I start to get frustrated. I'm like, how, you know, what is going on? And I'm like starting to be like, man, should I just walk out? Like, should I ask for my money back? You know, like what, like, what am I going to do about this situation? You know, in the back of my mind, I don't, I'm not thinking this consciously, but subconsciously, I'm like, how dare they disrespect me in my time, Mm. in my expectation, my standard, I paid for service. That's what's going around in my sinful head. And I look over and uh, I see the barista and she is like holding back shivers. Like on the verge of tears. And it reminded me of my sister. And I thought to myself in that moment, I have no idea what this girl's day is like. She could have woken up this morning and and contemplated taking her own life. Mm. It could have taken every ounce of her being to get out of bed and to get to work this morning. So what did did you do? And I'm going to be rude about a cup of coffee. I, uh, cracked a joke and I made her smile oh, good. and I told her it's, Hey, you know, the, she kind of like was like, Oh, sorry. I'm like, hey, it's cool. Like, take your time. You know, um, I've handed her a track before. This is a coffee shop that I regularly go to. So I've, I had handed her a track before, but it's kind of a reverse witness because I could have handed her that track and then six months later been rude. Yeah. But now here I am, I handed her that track and now I'm showing her grace. I'm, I'm recognizing her image bearing qualities. Uh, I'm also recognizing that I'm not the most important thing in that moment. Yeah. Right. That You're God, her servant. That's right. That mm. God maybe has me in this moment, not for me to be impatient, but to show grace and compassion towards yeah. somebody else. Amen. You know, um, what comes to mind, Oscar, as you say that is, and, and conviction is the word small, 
don't be small. Don't mm. be a small person. That's so good. You know, because that's really what it is. It's like we're we're making something out of nothing yes. in the grand scheme of life. We're 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 casting aside the value of a human soul yeah. because we don't like how we were treated. Yeah. There's no greater moment than that moment, right? That is the small thing, right? Be faithful to small things. You know what kind of a servant you are when somebody treats you like one. Mm-hmm. Somebody's once said, wow. if we come in contact with everybody around us and we think that we are their servant, this is why I'm there. You know, I, I was a janitor for three and a half years, cleaning toilets left and right. I was a busboy. I was a dishwasher for a year at a restaurant. And it's it worked inside of me, the the desire to want to clean. Mm-hmm. We, we were at a church last night, and I found myself going inside the restroom and scrubbing the floor around the toilets and picking up the trash mm-hmm. and just trying to have the right mindset of, I'm here to serve. I'm not mm-hmm. here to get. Yeah. That is that is the life of the Christian. Well, and that reflects the heart of our Savior. When Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we can overlook like, okay, where do we see Jesus waiting on tables or not? Obviously, we saw him wash feet and things like that. But but what do you mean? How did he? He gave his life, mm-hmm. right? Like I've talked about that before. When the standard is death, anything beneath it is a given, like you're willing to die for someone. And, and man, it's convicting. That's often not my attitude. So I hope we recognize that in, in our etiquette and in, in the way that we behave in a culture that understands this is caring, respectful, and thoughtful conduct. That's good. So there's a, a lot of other things, you know, be mindful of your language, what, what words you use at a given time, sensitivity with humor. Is this a time to crack jokes? You know, is this a time to be light about something when someone is really in pain or whatever, you know, singing songs to a heavy heart? Scripture speaks about that. Hmm. You know, respecting personal space. <laughs> it's the funny, different talker. cultures. <laughs> you remember, uh, was it in India where they'll get really close to you or in Asia, sometimes they'll just like... I remember in India, they would. I was sitting in a van and people were coming. They were coming right up to the window and just staring me in the eye. I'm like, whoa. You know, again, maybe that's fine there culturally, but obviously there are other cultures where people want their space. And so you got to think about that. How close you know, in New Zealand, there's about an 18-inch space that you need. If yeah. someone's like 14-inch, that's just freaking me out. <laughs> I noticed that, yeah. In New, <laughs> <laughs> uh, New Zealand, yeah, they do that. Um, we touched on this already, dressing appropriately, uh, being thoughtful on that. You, you don't show up to a wedding and and shorts and flip-flops. Yeah, and especially if you're, if you're the bride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless it's a Hawaiian wedding or unless that they tell you this is a dress code, you know. Uh, put your phone away. Avoid using your phone or other electronic devices when in the presence of others, especially during a conversation or Don't meeting. Don't even say that. Ray Comfort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, practice good communication. Be clear and concise when communicating with others. Avoid using slang or jargon that may be unfamiliar to the other person. What up? What up, bro? Proverbs uh, 16.24, which you'll know. Um, Pleasant mm-hmm. words are like a honeycomb, mm-hmm. sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And then this one, I don't personally care about this one at all, but be punctual. <laughs> I know because you were unpunctual today. Yeah, right. You did. You uh-huh. said, give me a second. <laughs> Just a second. <laughs> and how long was it, guys? It was about nine Several. seconds. <laughs> it was more than one second. For sure. You had us left uh, waiting. Yeah. These guys, the you, guys have time. Been, you guys have been trying to bust me being late for years. I actually do have one. the thought. No, you don't. I do. You do? Yeah. Okay. Don't tell the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, all these are, man, they're, they're, they're good things. Man, okay. 
we're going to get you to go to an appointment that's very, very important. Just as you get to leave, we're going to take the tires off your car. <laughs> Look, I and, have... and film it. Film the frustration. <laughs> well, you were trying to hold the door when I was trying I to come I wasn't trying today. to hold the door. I was holding the door. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do much, did it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was like a when fleet we were... trying to hold back an elephant. Yeah. When we were filming in San Diego at Comic-Con, you know, it's like 10 blocks of just crowdedness and parking and et cetera, et cetera, on and on. And it's like a hassle to get to where we were filming. And I was filming before easy. So I'm sitting there in the middle of an uh, interview and I, I kind of was watching the time because I knew what time he needed to be there. Let's say it was 10 o'clock and I see him at like 9.59 round the corner all <laughs> with like staring at his watch, pointing and smiling. He like made it on time. Always, uh, always. Yeah. Um, no, look, uh, obviously all of us at some point, it's going to happen. You're going to be late. It's out of your control or you didn't plan right or whatever. The thing that bothers me is people that don't care. Mm again and it's it's just it's it's rudeness i mean there's sometimes people that'll show up to something 10 15 20 minutes late. they won't even say i'm sorry they won't even I mean, 10 20 we had someone show up for a meal that sue cooked many years ago an hour and 40 minutes late and they didn't even mention it yeah it's like it's like what <sighs> i have a relative that we'd invite over to our house many many times for uh you know for a dinner and to hang out and i would call him he'd be on his way to my house so he says and then he would just never show up. Oh, wow. And it was just so bothersome. Yeah. I, here's, what's, here's what the rub <sighs> is, though, here, is that this is a cultural thing. Because there are some cultures that are not punctual. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, Mexican culture is, like, if you're coming around for dinner, and they're, you know, you'll, be, you'll notice, like, I have a Hispanic family, and when they're like, oh, come over for dinner, that's all they say. Yeah. Come over for dinner. My wife, not being Hispanic, is like, what time? <laughs> you know? And so they're like, oh, I don't know, six. But to them, they're just throwing out a time because you ask because they're just throwing out a dinner time, right? So there's uh, this is a cultural thing. There is. are certain cultures that are not punctual. Yeah, and it's understood within that culture. So you know for certain when they say six, they're meaning around that's, you know, maybe you come show up early, five, you come at 6.30. But, but again, you go by what's understood. Now, honestly, that would probably be the hardest thing for me to adjust <laughs> in, in a culture. I just can't even fathom it, you know? And I have to, I have to, Try to lighten up. I don't yeah, know I'm, how. I'm but. totally okay with that. I mean, I, I, I like that as well. It's like, we're not, you're not coming over for the meal. I don't look right. at it like that. You're coming over for the fellowship. I'm with you. So it's right around that time. And if they show up early, help me make the food. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the Which idea. Which is why we're I never show up together. early. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I believe, yeah, it is a total culture thing. And I like the more lax. Yeah. And also, hurry up, because Easy wants to finish on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, here are a few other things. This is from Reader's Digest. Wait to eat until everyone is seated and served. Hate that. Food's now cold. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, Let's though. Let's go. Right? No, listen. I can't stand cold food. Here's, I agree. But here's the thing, though. You guys have to understand that there are some people that get radically offended by that. If of you, course. If I you, don't hang out with them. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, you know, meal served. Didn't and, you just say a couple of minutes ago, it's not about the food? <laughs> no, it's all about the food. Yeah. At Thanksgiving time, this is, my wife is known for this. I just want to cut off easy, but my wife is known for this. At Thanksgiving, everybody served the food. She says, let's just pause for a moment. Everybody go around and say what they're thankful for. <laughs> and by the time it gets to me, I say, I'm thankful for microwaves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She now, makes you pause. Now I think too, uh, let me say on this, uh, on this note, it's important to be sensitive in terms of etiquette of like making sure people get to eat sooner than later, yeah. because sometimes that can happen. People talk on and on and on and, and like, and people are waiting to eat. The food's getting cold. <laughs> Hurry up, baby. <laughs> I'm thinking about my lunch right now. 
yeah. Uh, so we have to, we, we do have to think that. But that is something to be sensitive uh, about because it tells people, I don't care about you. I just care about my food. Here I go, you know. But now there are some times where they say, hey, please go ahead and you're hoping sometimes. They'll say, go and start. Don't wait for us. Like, okay, thanks. But you got to be sensitive. I cannot stand eating cold food. I need it to be like piping hot. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I need this, my food scorching hot. I'm I'd rather to, cool it down myself. I'm about to call out my pastor because this one time we all went to dinner and he was like, treating us to say thank you for what we do for the church. And we're all sitting there hanging out and fellowshipping for like 30 minutes. The food comes and it's steamy and warm and it looks so good. And he's like, I just wanted to share a quick word from before Psalm we pray for the food. Yes. And he went on this beautiful devotional for like 20 minutes. And I was like mad at him and convicted because all I could think about was how cold my food was going to be when it was done. <laughs> yeah. And their God is their belly. Is that the verse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, trust me. I needed to repent. That yeah. Um, this is a good one. Don't send one word emails. So I think this is better put this way, right? What do you mean, AZ? That's how I live my life. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yep. That's two words. Yep is pretty yep. much raised responses. <laughs> no, but I, I think I think that this is important to think about in that if someone sends you like a very heartfelt email that's whatever, they're trying to encourage you or whatever, or if it's a serious email where they're airing a grievance, be careful with, okay, got it. Or thanks, or whatever. <laughs> or yep, we'll After do. It. Agree, no, seriously. I mean, we, that that's that requires something that's proportional. Not that you have to match exactly how long they're, but but something that elaborates a little more. What are Does you laughing at? Does this move more? into texting? Well, yeah, texting and emailing. Well, okay. you no, know, texting is a little different. Because I I did a got got a whatever or something this morning. It was just two words. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, when it's something. I'm more focused. You know, someone is parent. What are you laughing at, Mark Spanzo? It, it reminds me of something that happened to my son Noah. We, he had a friend who, whose parents were going through a divorce and they were moving. And he went on and on and on in this huge long text on how much he was going to miss Noah and everything. And then Noah's response was, take care. <laughs> and no. so we still joke with him today Whoa. about this really long text and he's just like take care savage <laughs> dude like, oh. wow Noah I'll, t- I'll have a talk with you about this later Noah <laughs> don't have loud phone conversations in public oh, oh please yes. people please people on the elevator uh, elevator trains plane the not- gym oh please seriously. stop it <laughs> but it's as if though nobody else is around or exists and they're oh have you tried talking back, just like right next to them on your phone, nobody there, and just being louder than them? I need to Two try people that. on the other. We should do that next time we travel. Just yeah. go on the other side, because there's always that person that exists. Always. Yeah. And talking to your phone. We'll be talking with each other. Yeah. Or no, just two people get on either side of that person and both pretend like they're having a conversation yeah. on the phone. Ah! With that person. See how they feel, yeah. Uh, take out your AirPods when talking with others. Yeah. Man, seriously, these days, Agreed. I don't know. Everyone's, it's like you don't know if someone is got the thing on where they could hear you or not or that's messed up because you're wearing airpods right now (laughs) (laughs) that's true don't bring a surprise plus one don't do that someone did that at matthias and summer's wedding well you don't rsvp for another person and then you just bring someone else to be clear i brought eight people (laughs) yeah i knew i knew it i knew that you did that uh bring a gift for the host oh that's a good one whenever you go to someone's house they invite you over take some flowers yeah take a box you can't eat flowers (laughs) take some food a rare bottle of wine from 1833 (laughs) (laughs) um acknowledge gifts with a thank you note or text this is big too you know when people don't show gratitude or thanksgiving for others that are giving them gifts. I've got one. Okay. RSVP to weddings. 
Yeah. Don't be People, told to RSVP when they've asked you to RSVP. Yeah. It is so hard for the... Uh, the upcoming bride and groom, when they're all, oh, there's only three people coming to the wedding and then 10,000 people show up. Yeah. yeah, be sensitive to that, especially dates by when to RSVP. Oh, I hate dates. <sighs> Anyhow, friends, etiquette for the glory of God. And that's the whole point, right? We want to glorify the Lord. We want to yes. honor the Lord. So if you're listening to this podcast and your attitude has been, I don't care, it doesn't matter what people want, how they want me to dress, what they want me to do. Again, ask yourself, do you care about the testimony of the gospel? Do you care to be... Uh, a bright and shining light for the Lord, then you're going to take time to, to examine these things. And also, when you've built relationships or you know people, uh, you, you learn what is offensive to them and what's not, and you try to adapt. And then if it's certain you know, cultural groups that you know about or countries you're going to, learn about them and determine to be sensitive in that regard. Again, we are ambassadors for Christ. We represent Him in and through all that we do. Amen. Well, there you have it, friends. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being with us here today. Don't forget, my comfort is Jesus devotional, the Living Waters podcast mug, and they have a study Bible at livingwaters.com. Remember, podcast at livingwaters.com with all your thoughts and Living comments. Livingwaters, <laughs> podcast at livingwaters.com. Give us those ratings, comments, and subscribe. That helps the ranking and gets more people to hear the podcast. Thank you for joining us, friends. We'll see you here next time on the Living Waters Podcast. The ultimate cure for insomnia. They could put me to sleep, you know. I know. That's why I do it. Winners, winners, winners. That's you, friends. Those of you who I'm about to announce are the winners of this week's podcast giveaway on the Living Waters podcast. We've got Carlos from Lamont, California, Daniel from Jamestown, North Carolina, Ed Washburn from Tennessee, David Norwood from North Carolina, Doug Campobello from South Carolina, Ali from Falls Church, Virginia, Adrian from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Joshua from Excelsior Springs, Missouri, Eva from Bow Island, Canada, and Penelope from Bardwell Park, Australia. Shout out to the Aussies and the Canadians out there. Friends, you can get this too. Those of you who are listening, just share the word and sign up for the Living Waters podcast.